Hello, it's Danny Howe back with uh, another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana with some recollection of Thanksgiving in the part of the state and country where I grew up. So Thanksgiving has been kind of similar traditions all around the country, except in Southern Indiana, you never really hear people talk much about what they're grateful for. And as a kid growing up, I wasn't all that certain that anybody that I knew in my family was grateful for much of anything. They seemed to be kind of grumpy Maybe they didn't like where they lived, or they didn't like the people that uh, they lived around. Uh, who knows? But at any rate, uh, family gatherings at Thanksgiving were things that I got to attend, which was a little unusual. My mother was the second youngest of 13 children, and despite the fact that she had a lot of brothers and sisters in the area, we hardly ever saw them because my father didn't like any of them except one. He liked uh, one of her brother-in-laws, whose name was Floyd, but everybody called him Happy, which I never quite figured out because he never really looked all that happy, but maybe he was at one time when they gave him the nickname. Uh, and sometimes, for just to be short, we called him Hap. So Hap had, uh, Hap had been in World War II uh, for a long time. He was an infantryman at some point assigned to General Patton's tank divisions. Folks walked alongside it and mostly got killed. And uh, he was uh, overseas for, I guess, about six years um, since uh, there was some sort of a way of determining when people got to go home after the war actually ended based on how many children they had. He didn't have any children, so he actually stayed during some of the occupation of uh, Germany. When he finally did come home, um, his wife didn't really ever let him talk about the war. And, uh, and he didn't until very late in life uh, when he would start to talk to everybody about it. And I finally heard some stories about some of the experiences he had, which sounded pretty horrific. Um, one of the things he might have been grateful for, I guess, was surviving the war. I was certainly grateful that he did because he was far and away my favorite uncle. I, I thought he was kind of funny myself from time to time even though he didn't really seem like he was enthused about things. He just had kind of wry, dry comments that uh, were at least something because most of the other relatives didn't really talk much at all. And we had uh, at family gatherings for Thanksgiving, we had uh, his wife, uh, whose name was Stella, but everybody called her Teddy. One of the traditions that they had between the two of them was to play practical jokes on each other. And apparently their favorite thing was to get a message sent to the other one at some point or another telling them that the spouse who sent the message was dying, uh, fell off some scaffolding or, uh, you know, took grievously ill, something like that, to try to get them to rush over and see, in fact, that they weren't dying. And I don't know why that was funny. You know, I think the thing about practical jokes is that they're often quite severe. The uh, 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 Hap and his brothers uh, all got together once to drive their elderly father to a baseball game in Cincinnati on a day when they knew there was no baseball game in Cincinnati. Drove all the way out there, said, gee, Dad, sorry, we got confused about it, and then drove all the way back. Obviously, a lot of deep-seated anger somewhere there. There was a fella at Thanksgiving every year who we all called Uncle Foley. He wasn't actually our uncle. He had been very briefly married to our Aunt Desi, uh, who had married first uh, a fellow who courted her for 10 years, and then when they married, and as soon as they had two kids, he promptly dropped dead. So she married this fellow named Foley, and 
and they hadn't really worked things out about where they would live. They each had a house. They couldn't agree. So they had the marriage annulled and just sort of were girlfriend-boyfriend for the rest of their lives. Foley, uh, Foley was kind of a rotund guy, and as he would eat food, which he liked quite a bit, he would gradually release uh, his belt one notch at a time, and when he hit the last notch, then that was when he would stop eating. His, now, Desi, his girlfriend, my aunt, she was the only person in the family who could not cook. The only thing she ever made for Thanksgiving was the lime green jello with the carrot shavings on top. Um, and uh, she was also famous for having never ever disciplined her children so that they grew up pretty wild. And uh, somewhat, probably correctly, uh, in terms of how things ought to turn out, her daughter later had children and the grandchildren would run around uh, the grandmother, Aunt Desi, hitting her with fly squatters and things. And uh, the daughter would not stop them other than to say, please, no, don't stop, stop hitting your grandmother. And uh, so she was, she was not my favorite, my favorite uh, aunt by any means. And an uncle named Ralph. And the main thing I remember Ralph saying, not directly to me, uh, but attributed to him was about me when I was a kid growing up, which was uh, to say that he was, he didn't think that my mother would ever get that boy raised, by which he meant that I was pretty sickly growing up and he didn't think I would live. Uh, that I was as sick as he thought he was, but at any rate, when you grow up in, uh, in a couple of fields from a cement plant and in a house where both your parents are chain smoking three, four packs a day, then uh, obviously there's some respiratory uh, symptoms that you can exhibit. The family uh, gatherings at Thanksgiving did not involve really prayer or conversation, but one thing that they didn't involve that I was always grateful for was football. Nobody watched football or any sport really. And, uh, and I always appreciated that. Football games on Thanksgiving would put me to sleep quicker than turkey. Although as I've read about it recently, it's not actually the tryptophan in turkey that puts people to sleep apparently. It's the combination of tryptophan and a very high level of carbohydrate intake. And that was certainly true. Our favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner was dessert. Dessert was always the same thing, persimmon pudding. The persimmons of southern Indiana, there's something like maybe a 300 different varieties of these small persimmons. And uh, they're a very primitive tree. It takes a male and female tree for there to be fruit. And the persimmon itself is uh, something that ultimately turn, turns sort of a butterscotch color. But it cannot be eaten until, or at least safely, until the fruit has fallen off the tree and sat in the ground for a day or two. So you have to beat the, um, uh, you know, the, the, the little animals that would like to eat it ahead. And when you gather them up, uh, you can prepare a pudding out of them, which properly made is slightly burnt. Tastes delightful. Never been really a commercial market for these type of persimmons, apparently. So, you know, you, you only see in the grocery stores these large California persimmons. Not really the same thing, can't do the same way, same with them. Um, but I loved that pudding, lived for the time of year when folks would make it and when the persimmons would be available. The, uh, uh, the thing about, uh, about that uh, fruit was, though, that if you made the mistake of eating it before the persimmons were ripe, something in the persimmons would give you like a permanent pucker. It, it, it wasn't just sour, it was really sort of a 
physically altering uh, chemical that apparently subsides at some point in the persimmon and then you can eat it. Seemed like a lot of things uh, that one would eat uh, in, in my part of the country required you to overcome certain obstacles first. Um, the uh, uh, walnuts, for instance, uh, folks had walnut trees and you'd let the walnuts, you know, dry out. You'd get the skin off and if you made a mistake and got this sort of brown goo from the walnuts on you, it was a very difficult stain to get off. At any rate, Thanksgiving was sort of a collection, odd collection of relatives and, uh, uh, and the one who my father could not stand the most was Uncle Foley. And we always worried they might get into a fight because Uncle Foley would generally say things would make my father get upset. And late in life, my father, probably fittingly, had the experience of needing to get a job after our furniture store went broke in the second Nixon administration recession. And the only job that was available that he could find was as a parking lot attendant at Indiana University, and his only co-worker was Uncle Foley. So that's that just sort of is how he ended up, uh, and probably one of the things that can happen for folks who bear resentments toward folks for the course of their lives. I was grateful for Thanksgiving. There weren't many other times that we got out. I guess I was grateful to know that I had a family, even if they didn't talk that much or we hardly ever saw them. Because at some point, uh, sooner or later, I think we start to wonder sort of where, where did we fit in in the general history and scheme of things? Where we grew up, the people we grew up amongst, um, what the history of our family was. And I'm going to talk about that at some point in another episode because uh, sort of how, how the family ended up in southern Indiana is, uh, is a little bit interesting. Perhaps the uh, generally folks in southern Indiana were folks who sort of moved up a migration uh, chain from Virginia to Kentucky up to Indiana and when they got to southern Indiana I think they stopped because it's all hard clay soil and you can't really farm on it and make any money and they probably went broke and stopped and stayed there. And of course being Hoosiers by that point in time they didn't go anywhere else because Hoosiers never do go anywhere else. They pretty much stay where they're at and uh, scared to death of ever leaving. So, uh, so there it is. If you have a chance sometime to uh, Try the persimmon pudding from southern Indiana, southern Illinois, southern Ohio, it's all the same thing. Uh, do it because it'll be a real treat, although again, you need to do it at a time when you can tolerate the carbohydrates. Well, it's great to visit with you, and again, appreciate you listening, and we'll talk soon.